Welcome to the Healing Place podcast, a space filled with inspirational stories of hope, along with practical advice for your healing journey. Your host is Terry Welbrock, trauma warrior, writer, speaker, blogger, therapy dog handler, and founder of the Sammy's Bundles of Hope Project. As a survivor and a thriver, Terry's mission is to shine the light of hope into the world by interviewing insightful guests from across the globe. Please stay tuned at the end of today's interview as we honor our sponsors. The Healing Place podcast is a fiscally sponsored project of Fractured Atlas. Now, here's your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. Welcome, everybody, to the Healing Place podcast. I'm your host, Terry Welbrock, and very excited to have with me today Stephanie Stahl. And Stephanie is an author, podcaster, psychotherapist, and her book that has just been released in December in the U.S. and the States, um, The Child in You, The Breakthrough Method for Bringing Out Your Authentic Self, has sold 1.6 million copies in Germany. And it's been translated into 30 languages, number one bestseller of nonfiction for the past four years. I'm so excited. So welcome, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I, I said I went to your website, which I went to the German one and Google was able to translate it in English. And so I was able to read about you and all that you're doing in the world. And first, I just want to say thank you for the beautiful work you're doing and the light you're shining into the world. Yeah, thank you very, very much. But uh, we also set up an uh, English website for the U.S. market, stephaniestyle.com. So, yeah, I, I want to do a, a share. Let's talk a little bit about the book right away. I'll pull up the um, share screen here. So, yeah, let's talk about talk about this book and, and what it's about. Well, it's about the inner child. And I know that the inner child is an old hat, not only in the U.S., but also in Germany. But I invented, through my work as a psychotherapist, a very, very new approach and uh, a very own approach. You know, it's really new. And uh, yes, and I think, no, I know uh, why this book is so successful. It is because it really helps people to do, you know, to do their own psychotherapy with themselves they don't need a psychotherapist you know at least not the what I call in German always the normally disturbed you know not deeply traumatic diseases but the average neurotic like you and me they can do a lot of self-help with this book because the method I invented through my work as a psychotherapist is very very pragmatic and hands-on Yes, beautiful. Well, one of the reviews I had read on your book stated that this book is so wonderful because it's like carrying a psychotherapist in your pocket with you. Um, yeah. yeah, that was actually my intention. And as many millions of people tell me, um, it works. Yes, it works. <laughs> because <laughs> I give the people, you know, the central theme at hand, you know, because on the surface, when we look 
on our issues, psychological issues, uh, many things seem to be so very, very complicated. You know, we are enmeshed in a very, very um, difficult relationship or we're suffering from panic attacks. And we know, of course, that our anxiety is very exaggerated, but we have no idea to, to stop it. Are we suffering from depression? Although we know uh, we are quite well off, but still we feel so burned out and everything. So it seems often to be so complicated, but in the end, everything comes down to very, very simple psychological structures. And that is the aim of my whole work to um, make these psychological structures very, very visible to everybody. So you can say, oh, it's only that, okay. <laughs> that is quite easy to change, you know? Um, yes. Yes, so you, are you talking about changing habitual patterns, changing habits? And I know myself, I've done a lot of research in adverse childhood experiences and the ACEs field and the impact of my own personal ACEs, but, but these experiences on my trauma story and my panic attacks. I had panic attacks for 25 years until I, I did that healing work and went back and healed that child. Mm. Well, my book is even more not also about changing behaviors, of course, but in, in, the, in the first uh, point, it's more about changing your inner attitudes and changing your inner belief system because your self-image is, is determining um, the outlook into the world you know it is so it, it's so important the way you think about yourself determines what you think about other people what they think about you you know that is this projection if you have a deep-rooted belief that you're not enough you think and project into other people's head that they think that you are not enough and then you invent unknowingly, often you adapt them in your childhood self-protection strategies, you know, to, to compensate this inferiority uh, feeling within you. Like for, for example, a very, very common self-protection strategy is perfectionism, you know, or keeping the peace, you know, or, or striving for power and so on. And I put all these things, the beliefs, the feelings, the self-protection strategies into one model, into the model of the shadow child. Yeah. The shadow child stands for our injuries that we, we, we gained in the childhood. And the sun child is the solution. The sun side stands for the solution and for the good things we, re we received from our parents, but most importantly, all the things we can change now in our adult life because we are no longer at the mercy of our parents, you know? But I don't want to be misunderstood. My approach is not about to blame, to blame our parents, but I say you have to know and you have to understand what imprints you received or developed in your childhood because these imprints in your brain, you know, these mental patterns are the lenses you look through uh, at the world. Yeah, the I love I love the idea of befriending your inner child, which is something I had read of yours. And um, yeah, it's so much of trauma recovery, particularly 
trauma um, is about befriending fears, befriending what has happened, befriending it. But, but I love the, the idea of befriending that inner child, that, that child. Now the shadow child is, is that what a lot of people start with and the goal is to then move to become a sun child? Yes. It's, uh, you know, it's like in medicine, the diagnosis comes before the treatment. So you can say the shadow child is somehow the diagnosis. Yeah. And I, I invented this simple method, how you can get to know your shadow child. As you see on the pictures, you, you know down how mommy and daddy treated you. And because I have to first, maybe I have to explain that the first living years are very, very important because when we are born, our brain is only to 25% developed. And that is all about uh, very basic functions like the regulation of hunger and satiety or, or heat and cold and all higher brain functions, all higher cognitive functions are developed, most of them in the first living years. So um, all the synapses get connected and hardwired within this time. So how mommy and daddy um, are treating you um, imprints your brain. And these imprints you carry over into your adult life as unconscious mental patterns. And the most important thing is to question how your self-esteem is formed. What do you think what you are worth? And that you learn from mommy and daddy, yeah, what you are worth. And moreover, over what you have to do to be loved. And with these patterns that are deeply imprinted, in your brain, you grow up and carrying them over as social patterns, as psycho psychological patterns, as behavioral patterns, and they're most important. These are the glasses you look through at the world, you know, these patterns, these imprints. And the shadow chart stands for the more, um, yeah, problematic imprints, yes, for the things uh, which didn't went so well in our upbringing and everybody has a little, at least a little shadow, shadow child within himself because there is no such a thing like perfect parents or perfect childhood. And the sun child stands for the things uh, mommy and daddy did well and what was nice and very important, what you can change now in your adult life. And then, the third very important, um, the third uh, very important um, thing is the adult self, the inner adult, because the inner adult stands for your for your clear thinking, you know, for your for your reason, for your clear thinking. And the inner adult is very very helpful um, to separate the shadow child from the inner inner adult and the shadow child from the sun child. Because when you don't reflect on all these issues, they always intermingle, you know? And um, you, they get confused. Yes, for example, 
you're not aware of your shadow child and you, you're invited uh, to a party and you have a shaky self-esteem and you go to the party. First of all, you think whether you should go at all to the party because there are many people who you don't know and maybe you just can't connect to anybody and you look stupid and whatever. So maybe the first thing you, you have to think about, well, shall I, shall I accept the invitation? Uh, uh, sh uh, shall I really attend this party? And then you go to the party and then you maybe worry and worry about your impression you make on the party, how people look at you. And if you don't know that all the time your shadow child is acting, yes, and thinking and feeling, you really believe what you think and what you feel. You really believe in this case, I'm not enough, you know? I'm not as good and as beautiful as the other people here. You know, you really feel inferior and you think you're right. <laughs> but as soon as you start the work with the inner child and the shadow child, you can, you are more able to separate this. So you are on the party and your adult self knows, knows now, okay, all the things, this, all these feelings of insecurity come from mommy and daddy. And he can start to talk to, to the shadow child and, and tell him maybe, oh, my little sweetie, come on. You don't need to feel so insecure. You know, we know that you're a shining star from day one. And um, that comes all from mommy and daddy because they were sometimes overwhelmed and uh, stressed out. So you develop these nasty little beliefs like I'm not enough, I'm in burden and so on. But we know these beliefs actually belong to our parents and not to us because they only show, they only and nothing but only show how overwhelmed mommy and daddy were and they say nothing, absolutely nothing about your own worth. You know, and that is a way of the separation. You know, you are not anymore so so um, so closely identified to your inner belief systems and to these uh, these negative emotions that they evolve. Yeah, wow, that was powerful. It teared me up just for a second because I've done a lot of healing work with my parents from my own journey, but really had never thought of it as. In, in that perspective, that it was mom and dad being so overwhelmed. I mean, I know that they had their own trauma history that they had to work through, but very powerful. Yeah, wonderful. Yes, and that at. is my almost my most important message, because in the end, it is so unbelievably easy. You know, our mind is so highly subjectively imprinted, yes? If mommy and daddy weren't so overwhelmed or not so stressed out, if they would have been very, very lovable and very, um, very capable to attach and to bond, my inner belief system would be completely different. So it's completely arbitrary, you know, it's completely, it's arbitrary, you know, and so that is one has to make himself really, really clear because we automatically, we take these beliefs on our side, but they belong, don't belong to us. They are just, uh, uh, they are just, they just witness how our parents behave toward us. Right. 
Well, it's really putting the brakes on generational trauma, that that cycle of trauma. Uh, this healing work that you offer to people is helping them to say, it stops here. I, I'm not going to pass this along to my children. Yes, that is another very important point because if you don't reflect on these old programs and psychological patterns, you just, uh, you're really running the risk to pass them along uh, to your children. And there are several um, options. One option is um, you just act like mommy and daddy, like your own parents, right. or slightly better. You're the uh, two-point version of your own parents, yes? Yes. And you think, because of your own upbringing, you think now you're a good mother because you really make it better than your own mother. But you don't realize that it's still far under the necessities what children needs, you know? But you think, oh, I'm much better than my uh, uh, than my mother or than my father. On the other hand, you can also overcompensate what you um, what your experience was as a, as a child. So maybe your parents were not very lovable and they didn't care very much. That you start to overprotect your own children, yeah, because you you overcompensate what you suffered from, and so so. Um, you you push too strong to the uh, in the other direction, and that is why I say it's so very important that everybody um, reflects himself and reflects what patterns and what uh, programs he developed during childhood, um, because that is the only means to to free yourself, and not only. Um, um, in terms of what it means uh, for your own children, but also uh, to lead a better life and to become a nicer person. Yes. Because when you have the feeling you're not enough and you develop some self-protection uh, strategies, these can be really, these can be a burden for society or other people. For example, if you, if you have the self-protection strategy that you struggle for power all the time, you know, and you have maybe you are in a in a in a uh, very good position in your job or even politically, you know, you have a big power, and if you have this very strong power motive, you know, you can really be a burden for society. So it's not only about to become. Uh, uh, happier person but it's also uh, to become a better person the more you reflect on yourself the wiser you can act towards other people yes well and i love the idea i mean what an impact we have on the world those around us our family but but really everybody when we do that healing work and i i have a beautiful story to share really quick in that my mom is 85 years old and she's celebrating uh, one year and six months sober. She stopped drinking at 83. But but she started to do that inner child healing work. And so she started at 83 years old. But as a result of her doing the healing work and finally going back and looking at what had happened to her traumatically as a child, and it was really horrific trauma that she had always covered and survived with alcohol. I mean, she she used alcohol as her as her coping skill, um, unhealthily, and 
so now her doing her healing work has had such a profound impact on our relationship as mother and daughter. Um, and my she healing could apologize, journey. Well. Huh? Pardon me? Then she could apologize. And that is such a big thing in healing your inner wounds. If, if, if you have it, if you can make the experience that your parents apologize, that is yes. really, really um, so soothing. And, you know, it really cures a lot of your inner wounds. She And she did. And the, it was the first time that I had ever heard my mom. I mean, she looked me in the eye and said, I am so sorry for, and then we talked about it. And um, it's just been a beautiful, beautiful healing journey for the two of us because of the work she's doing yeah yeah and what she actually did is she took her responsibility you know and that is was what is so often intermingled or enmeshed between children and parents you know when when you are little when you are little and your parents behave inappropriately towards you yes they they don't fulfill your needs of attachment or your needs of autonomy you know so you often come up short and you often don't get the feeling that uh, your parents are really aware of you as a little child you never think mommy and daddy should go to psychotherapy or need some counseling you know um you always think as a little child, I'm bad, I'm not enough, I'm the one who's wrong, I'm a burden. So that is how these beliefs come about. And so you take it on your side and you start taking the, the responsibility that you get along with mommy and daddy, which is actually the parent's job to behave in a way towards their children, that their children feel 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 loved and welcome and, you know, feel supported. But if the parents have two great shortcomings comings in all these things, then the child starts to take the responsibility that um, his relationship with his, with its parents um, will work out. And that is that is the bottom and the ground and the hotbed for any psychological issue that you develop later in life. Yes, most definitely. Wow, beautiful. Can you talk a little bit more about your model of the sun child and shadow child? So the most, the, I think the most important thing one has to learn um, how, how his own shadow child is configured. So... Um, to get a feeling how mommy and dad have uh, have treated me. And it's not about to go through every situation again. Like um, that is uh, like that is old school in psychotherapy. You know, in former times, people thought we have to work out every, you know, stressful situation. I suffered with my pair from my parents, you know, we have to work it out and out and go over and over it again but now since the neuropsychology um, becomes um, more advanced and advanced and we develop more and more uh, medical methods you know to to look at the brain we now we know now that the synapses if you go through and through and through again traumatic traumatic events um, the path 
in your brain becomes broader and broader. So what you actually need to know, only to know is the central theme. Yes, the central theme. And if the central theme was, for example, um, my parents didn't have had enough time for me because, for example, both were working and there were more siblings. So I was often coming up to short and that gave me the feeling and the beliefs that I'm not important and then that I'm coming up to short and um, finally that I'm not enough. Then this is my pattern and this pattern um, radiates, radiates in every single situation in my adult life. That is my basic pattern. And that's all what you need to know. And if you're clear about that, you can start working with that. But first, before you know this basic pattern, for example, I'm not enough. And that often gives me feelings. Now I come to the feeling of inferiority and shame and guilt, yeah, or sadness, or that I feel injured because of my basic wound. Um, from my childhood that I'm not enough and that I'm not important, I start to invent, and that is very important, most of them already in childhood, to invent self-protection strategies. And these self-protection strategies can be, first of all, repressing reality, um, um, projection and feeling like a victim that is also very, very common, or that you're yearning always for recognition or that you always try to keep the peace or, or that you're power hungry or that you uh, become a control freak or aggression and attack or you remain a child. These are all self-protection strategies. And, and finally, it's um, the self-protection strategy or most of us have a, a full set of self-protection strategies with which we burden ourselves and our relationships. For example, if I'm striving for perfection and try to keep the peace, which are often very closely linked together, because at the end, uh, my shadow child is over-adapted. You know, he developed, he developed the program from his childhood. If I want to get along with you, I have to fulfill your expectations, yes? That is the basic belief people have who are over-adapted. And a very, very uh, common behavior of over-adaption is to strive for perfectionism and keeping the peace. So you always have your antennae outside looking what are the demands and needs of other people and you adapt to them. And just because your deepest fear is of being rejected. And so you live your life actually uh, under the motive of avoidance. Yes, instead of approximation, avoidance. Yes, you want to avoid. And that is a central team, theme in your life. You want to avoid that anybody could hurt you or reject you. And with this behavior, seemingly, you're a very, very nice person and very easygoing, you know, and you fit in every team, you know, and you're such a nice and helpful girlfriend, yeah? But, but the other person never knows where you're standing. 
And when you are hurt and you are easily hurt because you have this big wound within your shallow child that you are not enough and that you are not important. So you're easily hurt and injured. And so for example, a friend of yours is forgetting your birthday and because of your shallow child wound and you're deeply hurt because she's forgetting, she has forgotten your birthday. Um, you don't say, hey, why did you forget my birthday at <laughs> birthday? Or you just think, you know, when you have a stable self-esteem, you think, what the hell, everybody can forget a birthday. You know, you're not so injured. But if you have this wounded shadow, shadow child with this shaky self-esteem and with this uh, self-protection of perfectionism and keeping the peace, you start, um, you maybe start to withdraw, you know, and build up inner walls. Not maybe because of only one birthday, but there, you know, you're easily hurt. And then the friend is maybe ignorant um, that you just uh, bought a new dress or she's ignorant that you, um, you know, you have the feeling she doesn't listen very, very carefully when you're talking about your relationship and so on and so on. You're often easily hurt and you start withdrawing and withdrawing and withdrawing and withdrawing. You build up walls and eventually, you cut the contact, but never say a word, an open word, you know, you hurt me or did I get it right? Or maybe I'm wrong, you know, you don't give the other person any opportunity or chance to talk about, to apologize or whatever. You just go back and eventually the relationship is finished, whether with the girlfriend or with a friend or whatever, you know? So short-term, you're easy in a relationship with this self-protection. But in the long run, um, it's hard to build up with your long-term relationship because you can't, you're not able to manage any conflict. And instead of managing a conflict, which maybe only exists in your shadow child eyes, you know, but without talking out loudly and say where you are and where you stand, the other uh, person is helpless. And you start retreating and withdrawing and, you know, and eventually it's, it's, it's over, you know. We had in Germany, we had a saying long time ago, he went out for buying cigarettes and never came back. And until then, never, never a hard word was spoken, you know. That is this kind of separation, you know, Always peace, everything is nice, but suddenly a break off and you don't know why, what you did wrong. And if you're lucky, you get a long, long list, you know, over the last 20 years, what you said at when wrong and what you did when wrong, you know, a very long list. And you say, why, why did you never say anything? Why did you never say anything? We could, it could have changed so easily, but then it's too late because the feelings are already cold, you know, right. because these people who are always striving for harmony. They don't, they don't anger out, but the anger is inwardly in a form of cold anger. And this cold anger eat up, eats up your feelings, you know. You're getting more and more angry and your, your partner becomes more and more... Um, an enemy in your eyes, you know, who's dominating and who's overbearing 
yeah because this is your projection because you um because you adapt voluntarily always to his so seem needs or what do you think what he's needing you make yourself smaller and smaller and the other person becomes bigger and bigger in your eyes and um um is changing more and more to an enemy but who can love an enemy nobody so your feelings get cold and you're withdrawing and withdrawing and finally you you break off yeah. so it's very important very important to have a look on its own to have a look on a, on your own self protection strategies because at the end it's the self protection strategies that burden so much our relationships and it's all about relationship also also uh, uh, issues like depression or panic attacks everything in the end comes down to relationships now panic attacks for example people who are suffering from panic attacks, their shadow child thinks and feels that it is not able to manage life alone. It has always the yearning that there could be somebody who take them at hand and, you know, lead them over the street, you know, and, and help them to, to deal with their lives. They feel so much dependent on other people. They don't really feel fit and able to, to cope with life. And that's why they um, develop panic attacks. You know, the, the panic attacks is a little shadow child that is not, doesn't feel capable um, to, to get along with life. So, um, yeah. Now, does your, very dependent. does your book guide, I know self-reflection can be very hard for some people. And so does, does, do you guide people along figuring out what that, what the shadow child, really what it is. No, no, that. no, no. It's very, very hand, hands-on. I take the readers by the hand and say, this is step one, step two, step three, to figure figure out what is your shadow, shadow child. And this is step one, step, step two, step three, how to get out of it, you know, how to develop your sun child. It's very, very pragmatic. I really take the readers by the hand and, you know, like a close friend, and lead them through this process uh, very pragmatically. And that is why the reason is, so, uh, that's the reason why the book is so helpful because almost anybody can go through this process as long as he is um, inclined to take um, his responsibility, his own, you know, that's what you have to do anyway. All, also, when you're uh, when you have psychotherapy sessions, if I have clients who don't take their own responsibility, they come every session on time and they work with me, and they have some very good insights. But they go out of the door and they just forget everything what we have been talking about. So this 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 um, that you have to take your own responsibility is anyway a basic need if you want to change anything about yourself or in your life. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a commitment to yeah yourself and change, right? Yeah. All right, wonderful. Okay, well, again, this has been wonderful. And if there's anything else you feel compelled to touch upon, feel free to do so. Yeah, the sunshine is actually the target uh, state. And that is a, a clear 
counterpart of the shadow child. So in the sun child, we, we are looking uh, for your positive beliefs. That means that we transform your negative beliefs into positive beliefs. But the possible beliefs have to be realistic. You know, if you have the inner belief, I'm ugly, then a belief, a new belief, um, I'm beautiful, won't work. Because you would say, oh, come on, <laughs> that's right. really bullshit. No, no, no. But if you say, uh, I'm beautiful enough, <laughs> you know, this little enough, that can be, yeah, okay, beautiful enough, okay. I can cope with that. That is okay. So the new beliefs have to be realistic and um, they have to be um, um, also realistic in another way because if you have a belief, I'm not enough, and you transform it to, I'm the greatest, that won't work because you're not the greatest. But um, I'm enough is okay, or I'm okay. Yes. So we transform new beliefs, which the inner adult can easily grasp. So the inner adult at least um, confirms to this belief. Say so yes, that is much more realistic to my um, adult life. We look for the strengths and very strengths and resources. We look for higher values because higher values can really strengthen you. And we look for self-protection strategies, uh, self-reflection strategies. So we come from self-protection to self-reflection strategies. And that is, for example, um, um, if, you, if you're over-adapted, that you learn first step to feel your feelings because people who are over-adapted have um, difficulties to feel their feelings because strong inner feelings can stand in your way uh, while you want to, to adapt to other people. Because if you have a strong inner will, you know, uh, you want to, you want to um, assert yourself, you know, you want to make this will come true. And that is not, that is of, of course um, very difficult if you want to adapt in the same time. Because, and that is the reason why children who, are, who, who learn this overadaption, uh, learn unknowingly to suppress their feelings. The less feelings you have, the easier it is for you to agree with other people. Oh, you want to go to the cinema? Yeah, well, okay, let's go to the cinema. You know, I don't have a, string in a, a strong inner feeling to do something else. And that is what many people who are suffering from overadaption, there are many, many outside, they often say, mm, Actually, I don't know myself what I want, and they have hard times to make um, to make uh, decisions because without an inner link to your feelings, it's hard to make a decision. Because in the at the end, it's the feeling who says yes. That feels good. We make that now. We make this. so so. The first self reflection strategy for the sun child for building up your sun child is to. Um, to get a, a good contact to your feeling and then to set healthy boundaries to learn to say yes when you mean yes and to say no if you mean no and so on. So we are working on the self-reflection strategies and so the sun child is a completely new program because it's always hard to give up something you believed all your life in and to give up very, very um, 
familiar behavior if there's nothing new. So what are you if you're not your shadow child? You have to have an idea of your new healthy and appropriate identity. And one of my most <laughs> basic um, exercises is, I have many exercises in the book, many exercises also how you can connect to your feelings closer so that you don't only think the sun child, but that you feel your sun child. And I've also spoken meditations. No, not I. In this case, in English, it was this beautiful speaker I have um, her name is Terry, who spoke um, the shadow child meditation and the sun child meditation, which you can download on my homepage, you know, so that you have, that you get this, that you can console your shadow child on a deep, deep level of this meditation and that you can embrace your sun child uh, with this meditation. So I do a lot of exercises that you really can install the new program into your feeling and into your behavior and that you really can console and accept and you know comfort your little shadow child which, which is really important um, and to to go into this deeper process but at the end i would love to share my steffi style mantra and my Steffi style mantra is catch yourself and switch. Catch yourself and switch. And it's so basic and it's so easy, but it's so, it's so helpful because with this little, little exercise, many people, many people um, arrive to really cure themselves only with this. And that goes like this, you are in your everyday life. Then you have to be aware. You have to be aware, that is very important. You have to be aware and catch yourself when you're on your shadow child mode, when you're channeling your shadow child. You have to, you have to recognize this. If you don't recognize it in the moment, then you are totally identified with your shadow child. And then you believe everything you think and feel, then you think that is the truth. You think, yes, it's true, I'm inferior. And every other, every other man in this room is, is more important and is better than me. Then you believe this old reality that actually belongs to your parents. But if you recognize in that moment and catch yourself, oh, I'm again on the, my shadow child mode, then you can switch to your adult self. That means to your clear thinking, to your reason. And then you step one step aside, you know, and then you can see yourself from the outside, which is actually, which is actually um, the um, core of self-reflection is to step outside, you know, to see yourself from, see yourself from the outside and from the outside with your inner adult through the eyes of your inner adult you can see oh it's again my little shadow child acting that thinks now it would be inferior but come on little child we are absolutely on eyes level with everybody here we have achieved so many things already in life you 
we are absolutely okay, you know, the new beliefs, let's come on, let's channel our sunshine, you know, and then you can, um, then you can change, you know, then you can regulate, then you have the possibility to regulate yourself and come again to your current reality, because in your shadow child, you're stuck in the ancient reality of your childhood, you know, in the previous re reality of your childhood. So catch yourself as a switch. It's this little exercise you can practice all day long, all day long, from, from the morning to the evening, you know, just catch yourself and switch. The more often you catch yourself and switch to your uh, adult eye or even to your sun child, the more rarely the shadow child shows shows itself you know the more rarely it appears at all because what you are doing um that is called neuroplasticity huh? neuroplasticity is i hope i pronounce it uh, okay. yes uh, that you make new paths within your brain yeah you know you form your brain in in a new way and maybe first it's a little little path but the more often you know you you exercise these new beliefs this new behavior this new view onto the world uh, the bigger and broader the path becomes and uh eventually it becomes a, a big highway you know within your uh within your brain so this is a very very nice exercise which i can recommend everybody outside there i love it and i'm going to utilize it i i do it now when i find myself catastrophic thinking i can stop and pause and yeah. switch very so, very on. important is <laughs> very important is that you catch yourself in a very um early state yeah. because when the feeling becomes too strong it blocks all reason uh, it blocks the the neocortex you know this feeling blocks uh blocks the reason even with good feelings everybody knows who has been in love you know infatuated had a big crush that uh also by enthusiastic feelings reason can be totally blocked you know so every strong feeling um blocks reason and and um, clear thinking so it's most important that you catch yourself in an early state when you're already completely uh desperated or suffering from a panic attack then the only thing that really helps is complete distraction you distraction distraction just to come down but um the thing is you have to prepare for situations you know when you know I'm going to on a party today and probably there could come up a situation which could be difficult to, difficult to manage uh, for me, which could be, you know, where I could easily channel my shadow child, just prepare mentally in advance, you know, and then be aware. And when the first feelings of inferiority, of anger, of whatever are coming up, then catch yourself and switch. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you. So one last question is for the listeners. Uh, how do how do they get a hold of you? Where do they find you? They find me on my homepage, stephaniestahl.com. There are all contact information. There's the concept. There are the meditations. There's a little video and... Yes. Okay. Wonderful. And they can get a hold of the book um, at, everywhere. At your the, website. The book is in bookstore or in, in Amazon or wherever. Okay. 
Wonderful. Awesome. Well, it's just been a delight and thank you for sharing your wisdom and um, very excited to have you here today. So thank you. Thank you, Terry, for having me. It was a pleasure to me too. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us today on the Healing Place podcast. And remember until next time, be gentle with yourself. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening today to the Healing Place podcast with your host and trauma warrior, Terry Welbrock. If you enjoyed this episode and want to learn more about Terry, her mission, and the Hope for Healing journey, visit Terry's website at www.terrywellbrock.com. Thank you for liking, commenting, sharing, and offering your reviews on our YouTube channel, audio outlets, and Facebook page. And as Terry reminds us, until next time, remember, be gentle with yourself.